this is Jerry Fox, and I want to wish you a good day no matter where you are. And I want you to know that this pandemic will probably be wrapping up soon. And that's my positive note for the day. I did tell you to eat just eggs, which you can find in most stores because they taste like real eggs, but they are mung beans and they're good for your cholesterol. That's not a paid for advertisement. That's me trying to put value in your life. Now I'm going to put more value in your life because I have another. And I told you, I promised you, I promised you all weeks ago that I was going to bring you amazing guests that you could listen to, learn and grow, learn and grow. This isn't left, right politics. This isn't me thumping the guest. This is me offering to you perspectives of very interesting human beings that can share, they share their thoughts with you and you can grow and contact them if you want to buy their book or learn more about their services or how they got to where they are. So, hey, have a great day. And here we go. I have with me Liz Capanz. Liz is a founder, a search consulting and referral networking services guru. And by the way, that's a lot. That's that's searching for, for talent, consulting on how to retain talent and to oversee them, referring. And by the way, referring is the vast, huge ocean that you can jump into. And if you're not careful, you'll get eaten by sharks, meaning you will not be productive. And then there's being productive. Liz launched EBC Associates LLC in 2007. It's a specialized search consulting and referral networking service firm. Since then, the business has grown to a global network of affiliate partnerships to drive growth, and Erudites Networking Group was formed as a subsidiary. Erudites is a very interesting group that Liz is going to tell us about. EBC Associates provides three areas of focus, all important to today's companies. Talent acquisition and consulting. Now, very important, and Liz will share this with you. Most people go and find the employee they need, put them in a position, tell them good luck. Nobody follows up. You get a bill from your legal recruiter or your talent recruiter, and they're gone. You've paid your percentage. Liz's view is that the recruiter should stay involved with the person who they did all the research on and get feedback so that you're, you know, that you make sure that you're communicating correctly with the new acquisition so that they can not only get off to a start, but a good start. And that's huge. She is uh, a career coaching expert and marketing expert, and she uh, can help develop referral networking services and do it the right way so nobody's time is wasted. Liz works globally with a diverse range of industries and is actively involved with a number of associations. She's a giving person. These include Certification as a Woman's Business Enterprise by the Woman's Business Enterprise National Business Council. That's a whoa, 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 whoa. You want to support women, man. The nation's largest third-party certifier of the business owned and operated by women in the U.S. She's a Women's President's Education Organization, YPEO Manhattan Chamber of Commerce, WINGS, W-I-N-G-S for growth, and a Strategic Alliance Board Partner with the Entrepreneurs Organization, New York, EONY. Very, very strong group. Prior to launching EBC Associates, Liz worked in business development, sales, and recruiting positions. With a commitment to excellence and an entrepreneurial drive, Liz's insights and passion for bringing people together with new ideas helped to facilitate her transition into the search and networking business. She trained with management recruiters and was recognized as a top producer before launching her own practice. And now before kick off here. That's a lot of words. I will tell you that most of the networking groups don't fit you. Most of them will demand more time than you have. And most of them 
well, you meet maybe some nice people will not grow your business. I'd say 90%. 10% of them are a perfect fit and they work for you and you work for them. Liz has kind of worked through talent acquisition and coaching and how do you put together a referral network where people actually get value out of it and know what they want out of it? So Liz, first of all, welcome to the show. She's an amazing human being. Glad to have you. Oh, thanks so much, Jerry. It's great to be here today. And thanks for uh, the invite. So let's first start, and I'll start with all the women in business. We'll, we'll spend just a few minutes, but it's important because I want women to inspire other women. How have you overcome some of the challenges that women face in the business world, both in terms of being taken seriously, making sure that they're not harassed, and also making sure that they receive equal pay, equal promotion? Yep, that's a great question. And I, I I go back to my foundation, Jerry, which was ultimately my parents and my mother, and some of those basic foundation of what I was taught and how I was brought up to be able to handle a lot of the challenges that uh, you have as a business owner and, and, of course, as a woman business owner. Some of those were really sort of ingrained in me as, as a child and growing up you know, uh, what I call the figure it out factor. So figure out things that um, on my own, my parents really pushed me to be independent. Uh, They were always there being uh, resourceful in finding some of those answers and also really having the confidence to speak up and ask questions. Those have really served me throughout the years. And I I really look back to my, my parents and how they instilled some of those things in me. Yes, an independent, strong woman will always do well in the world. And, and, you know, no reason to be submissive. None. Now, let's first take on, we're going to talk three topics that you're expert in and that people could talk to you about. And as we go along, if you've written a book or you've got to refer someone to a podcast you have, or we'll stop and do that. Or if you have a, you know, a link or a group you want them to consider joining. First, the talent acquisition business and consulting. Let's talk a little bit about your approach and how it differs from other companies. Yeah, we work very holistically with a business. So we will uh, first engage with that company to help them decide what it is that they need to hire and look at their existing staff, their existing employees, and see if they could upskill or reskill some of those individuals before we would even engage and try to find someone for them to hire. So we go through, it's very uh, consultative, process, assessing the workflow, assessing their current staff. And of course, the past year with everything changing with this pandemic, it's a lot of new jobs that are coming as a result of that and a lot of jobs being consolidated. But it's really that uh, what we call discovery call as a first step. So the first thing I heard their audience, and I think you did too, is that she doesn't just take the job order and go find you the person you say you need but she examines your whole company to see if maybe you have that person within your ranks who can be promoted and trained for this new position. I can't tell you how often that is the answer and how often that's overlooked. Right, Liz? Yep, 100%, exactly. It kind of ties into the second piece of what I was going to say, which is the career development and uh, keeping your employees motivated so that maybe they want that next step up and maybe you just are, aren't aware of it, but they, they might have the skills to fill in that gap. Yes. And for sure, this new generation of millennials, which sometimes gets besieged by criticism, I would say, no, 
they've actually opened employers' eyes to the reality that you can't just hire somebody, throw them into a position, give them a salary and some benefits, and then ignore them as a human being and, and their development and their needs as a human being. You have to inspire them, make them feel noticed, and make them feel appreciated and communicate with them. In fact, Liz, uh, what do you, uh, my view is I think that employers miss out on this simple concept. All relationships in life, every single one, if you don't have good communication going both ways, if, if one person doesn't feel heard, they feel that their issues are being ignored, the relationship breaks down. Do you agree with that? hundred percent. And there's been many times over the past couple of years where just that to that point, Jerry, about communication is where things are, are misunderstood between one party or the other, or things may just not have been communicated where I've stepped in and have been able to salvage a candidate from leaving or being let go. So you're hundred percent right. It's uh, some of those basics that we sometimes overlook. We're working quickly and uh, communication is so key. So if you're a big organization, you have dozens, dozens, if not hundreds of employees, and you don't really have the structure or the ability to set up a structure where you're, you're getting to know your employees and you're getting to understand how to get the most out of them. Liz, you step in and provide that. In other words, after they use you to find the person who they put into the spot that needed to be addressed, if I understand you correctly, you will follow up with that person and be the person who hears them, communicates with them, and then find the appropriate time to communicate that up to management. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. It's uh, employee development plans, uh, expectations, Jerry, especially the first three, six, nine months as someone is adjusting to that company. Oftentimes, the manager, the person that, that made the hire, is so busy focusing on their job that they don't always have the time to sit with that person, you'd be surprised. And that's where we step in to fill that gap. Yes. We have a phenomenal law firm of very talented, diverse lawyers, and they're excellent. You know, well, I'm not going to use this episode to sell my law firm, but I had an employee who was hired through a legal recruiter who was really good, but also lost their temper a lot. And the legal recruiter had never really reached into that person in their life or followed up with them. But there was a, a personal issue, which I'm certainly not going to get into here, that caused them to immediately and abruptly leave the firm. You know, but it was in the early period of the first year that this happened, really earlier than that. So good person, but the machinery inside them was sitting on a on a on a thunderstorm issue in their personal life that the legal recruiter, because they just view their job as, you know, search, find, drop off, never ever clued us into. And I assume you go deeper than that. Yep. Between myself and my team, Jerry, big part of that comprehensive hiring process might be also, as well as the employee development piece, ways to continue to help market your firm and your company. Because keep in mind, your employees are your, your greatest ambassador and your greatest marketing for your firm. That's tied into, you know, happy employees that are doing well are going to advocate for your business. There's also referral incentive programs uh, that we can help to to put in place with a company. So there's there's a lot of uh, pieces that go into it. The other thing, I think last year, and, and of course this year with this pandemic has been such a year of inflection for so many that many candidates are looking for more purpose-driven 
work in their lives. So it's not just a job. It's it's what is the whole you know mission of the company, the purpose that that's attracting them to that job and that that company. And, and Liz, you work with very big companies that hire lots of people, but also, for example, I have a sister who's a Huntington Learning Center franchisee, and you know she has to hire teachers, and those teachers need to be vetted, and they need to be on point. And she really cares about the education, that the supplemental education that people are parting with money to give to their kids. So you could work with companies like that, that maybe have 20 employees. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct. Yep. We, we cover all company sizes, Jerry, emerging growth, mid-size, mid-market, as well as the larger enterprises, because a lot of the referrals come through my network, so which is very diverse, as you know. I think what it's really important to call Liz and really talk to her and engage her services because employers make many, many mistakes in hiring. They either don't know their own culture and they don't really represent it fairly to the candidate. So they don't, they, they think they're coming into one company, but it's quite the other, or they don't understand the candidate because they're not listening carefully and the candidate isn't going to be happy or isn't qualified. And, you know, you like the person and you've gotten off on that factor, but as opposed to the reality that maybe their skill set isn't sufficient, or maybe you can get them at a cheaper price and you need to be talked into spending more money by someone like Liz to get the better fit. Those mistakes are costly, aren't they, Liz? I mean, there's turnover, there's bad glass door reviews, there's bad mouthing, there's an angry person at the end of the day when you let someone go. Want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And 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 some of those key points you bring up, Jerry, are are accurate number 1 and and number 2 can be as go back to the communication aspect and having a more comprehensive approach holistic. So, it might be something as simple that wasn't communicated or the candidate misunderstood. And so by really addressing and working with both parties and being that sort of intermediary has been really uh, key for us in, in the success we've had. And it's not just, okay, here's a candidate. Uh, we, we, you know, we take a much more comprehensive business standpoint and, and like to think of ourselves as an extension of your organization with my team that, that has grown and uh, we're able to uh, have that ongoing support even post-hire. Yes. Now, uh, if somebody wants to reach you and, and talk to you about your, your group, your talent acquisition and consulting group, how would they reach you and what what would they, number would they call or email would they send something out to for that? I'm super active on LinkedIn. So my LinkedIn, all my contact info is there. My website is evcassociates.net. We're in the process of rebranding the networking group website. So that's hopefully will get completed in the next couple of weeks here. And then my direct email is my first name at ebcassociates.net. And my uh, direct number uh, is also all on LinkedIn is, is, is really the best way to reach me there. And this is Liz Capants, L-I-Z, Capants, C-A-P-A-N-T-S. Now, moving on, career coaching and marketing is a different topic. Maybe you can explain briefly what that is. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and I think COVID really ignited some of the things, Jerry, that we had been doing, I'd been doing in the previous years because many industries that were really affected, I, for example, hospitality, retail, uh, of course, that really were hit hard. 
And so many executives coming from those industries that have many years of experience in global roles, all of a sudden had to pivot to something else. And so where we step in there is to help those those candidates uh, identify what industries that they can target where they have those transferable skills. And the challenge can be often for a corporate executive is that the mindset coming from a corporate job into what I call a hustle mindset of hustling and being an entrepreneur and selling is sometimes not easy to make that shift because when you come from corporate, you have uh, your resources are all there. You have your identity with your company. And sometimes it can be hard to, when you, when you step out of that or you lose that, to all of a sudden have to really be selling yourself. So that's where we step in with how to brand yourself, how to share your story, create your story, utilize uh, the social channels, LinkedIn, of course, maybe Twitter, maybe Facebook, to really help you attract companies to you and position yourself as a thought leader in what your area of expertise is. Yes. Now, for my listening audience, please circle this. Number one, in my industry, uh, there are a lot of lawyers who pay a lot of money for law school. It's paid for by their parents or they take out significant student loans. They go work for big law firms. They work really hard. They don't feel they have a life and they're not feeling some sense of purpose. They're stuck. This is the person you call. Where can you take your law degree and the talent that you have and go somewhere else? I have a friend who left the law and started a dot-com business and retired at the age of 45. So if you repurpose yourself, you sometimes need the other person to talk to you and draw it out of you. Where can you go? What next can you do? And that's um, that's Liz. You can reach again through LinkedIn and all of those other uh, contact points. And I'd reach out to her. Why not? She will talk to you without charge initially. And, you know, also I know a lot of executives and they run up to a certain point and then, you know, you're born to be a CEO to be fired one day. And unlike my field where a lawyer hits their, their, their sweet spot in their 60s, you know, some people and some companies will consider you to be, you know, kind of moving towards retirement, but you're not ready to retire. A good friend who passed up an opportunity to become a CEO to avoid moving his family. When that happens, the company passes you over and starts to demote you into, you know, a lower position. And he chose not to go that path, so he's a consultant for other businesses when they buy and sell privately owned businesses and buy and sell each other, he's doing incredibly well and gets to set his own schedule. These are the, if you, you know, life is full of situations we have to adapt and you can't always do it on your own. Liz is great at that. I've seen her change people's careers so successfully. Uh, Liz, do you want to give a war story, something that the audience can hold on to? about, you know, repurposing somebody or refocusing them without naming someone? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's a great addition to this whole process. I think that, uh, you know, most important is, is, is to take action in, in, in what that change might be, which is not easy. Again, and then in, in, when I engage with these, these candidates, I'll help them build a referral networking process so that they have, uh, if they don't have that and they don't know how to do that, I'll work with them to to start uh, doing that. Uh, wh- one example, quick example that comes to mind: this uh, executive, she lost her job 
I think it was last September, and she, working with her, she was able to pivot to now where she has her own consulting business, and she's just making it happen and going for it and has the foundation from her uh, many years. Uh, she worked in supply chain and uh, is doing very well, and so it's it's very doable. Especially, I wanted just to add real quick, on the consulting side and people that are pivoting with this whole gig economy that's we reading about, and and again, that's something COVID really accelerated it was projected to to double in the next 10 to 15 years but now it's 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 here and it's here to stay can i ask you for those who are in the listening audience who may not know it what's a gig economy yeah great question so the gig worker if you will is a contractor independent consultant that is either project uh, project based or an interim where you don't receive full benefits usually you're paid as a 1099 or corp to corp consultant jerry and it is for for many businesses, especially now, it's a faster way for them to hire because they can bring they might have a gap in their work where they might need someone, say, 20 hours a week to handle, you know, say their social media and the whole gig economy in the market with covid has really accelerated. And it's also created more autonomy for employees, for workers. So that's uh, essentially what it means. Yeah. And then lastly, and we could spend the whole session on this, but, and I want you to give your wisdom on this. Networking groups, you formed erudites, and I would consider it to be one of the best, but you've passed through other networking groups that you say, the people are nice, but what am I doing? I only have so many hours in the day and the time commitment's huge. And I'm, you know, I'm enjoying some of this, but I'm not doing anything to grow my business. Can you talk about the difference between a good fit in a networking group and a bad fit and what you've done with Eurydites? Yeah, great question. I, I networked for many years, as Jerry mentioned, and I found that for me, it's it's always quality, smaller quality rather than quantity and really having a more of a deeper dive with a business in a networking group is how you get the best results. In this whole world of networking, it can be often the 80-20 rule where 20% of people are closing a lot of deals and making a lot of money. And I wanted to create something that was more collaborative with each of our respective businesses. We've just uh, launched mastermind sessions. So we have a deeper meetings on our businesses, clients, uh, challenges. We share success stories. And so through all of that is is where I think a better better referrals are generated. Note to everyone in my audience, if you're going to be in a referral networking group, number one, some groups that you'll form are not about that. Uh, Vistage and EO forums are <clears throat> to share at the executive level issues and challenges and have a support group. But they really discourage the idea that it's a referral networking group that, you know, you can get it in the broader corners of the industry, brand yourself. But if you really want to go to a place and say, hey, look, this is what I do, like in a market, in a town square, you know, back in the day, people used to wheel their goods into a square in the middle of town. And, you know, you know, like the vendors outside Yankee Stadium or Dodger Stadium, wherever you are, you know, you know, cold beer here, you know, uh, get yourself a hot dog and, and you market yourself. They would do it by shouting. In these groups, the only way they work is that, number one, everyone knows what you do and who your ideal referral is. 
and then they have to like a large group percentage of them in the group have to become your marketing allies your marketing partners in other words they're not just out there selling their businesses monday through friday they're starting to think oh here's a chance to sell one of my members businesses and if they don't do that you know, and 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 some some of the businesses in your group, it's it's not as easy as a fall, you know, tree falling in the woods, which happens all the time. Like, oh wow, you need a dentist, let me refer you to this dentist, or oh, you need a accountant, let me refer you to this accountant. Some of the businesses are nuanced, and you might actually have to spark a conversation every now and then with some people to see if they need that nuanced service, and be surprised at how many people do. So just understand that referral networking doesn't mean you just show up and say, I'm paying my fee now, give me a bunch of cases in my case or clients. It's being an active participant. Do you want to just say a few words on that, Liz? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's so key what you just mentioned, Jerry. And it, it kind of ties back into when you're branding and marketing yourself, when you create through this referral network, people that are endorsing and, and selling your services. Really, that's your goal because that's so much more powerful than me saying, oh, work with me. I'm the best thing, the best firm out there. When you have other people that are endorsing and getting you referrals, that's really the basis of, of branding and, and referral networking and, and, and really how, how it works. It's so powerful. I saw when I look back myself, I think how this group came about was really very organic in, in working with many executives and helping them to connect and network. It just was tied into the search business. So it's just really it very naturally happened because I I found many that didn't didn't have time to network if they're in a corporate job, which makes sense. It can oftentimes be a uh, you know a time zap, right? And if you're working with a company, you don't always have time to put into getting a good network going. And so I think for me it was just a very natural extension. And to your point, Jerry, Building a sales team that people can go out and refer you is so powerful. Yeah. For my audience, Erudites is a great group. You should get in touch with Liz and see if you can become a member. The people stretch the universe, not just in New York, where Liz happens to be, but all throughout. And they're all very active, hard workers marketing each other, which you don't find in a lot of groups. And it isn't a tremendous overkill of time. The group, when it does meet in New York, had some pretty exotic locations and fun events where important people would show up that you could get to hear and get to know. So Erudites, if you're making a list of marketing groups that you want to get, uh, you know, to be a part of. And of course, a big challenge for these marketing groups will be you have a broader reach if you do Zoom than you do if you require in-person attendance. Because if you have members in Europe or South America, they're not flying in for your meeting. What do you think about that? That'll be our last topic. Yeah. So Erudites, the group has grown uh, globally in this Zoom environment that uh, has been terrific, something we we didn't foresee or, or plan. So it's really, and through the visibility that on LinkedIn and just through the team itself, it's, it just keeps, it keeps growing. It's, 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 it's quite powerful that way. We're hoping, Jerry, to uh, July, maybe this summer, get back to a uh, in-person you know, in-person event, small, uh, a small event uh, outside. So I'm excited to to get back to some in-person. Yes. Well, first of all, Liz, thank you for your time. And for my audience, I want to tell you the term, the diamond in the rough. This is the diamond in the rough in that here I have a guest. You didn't know who she was maybe until today, but if you're a big or a small company, she can focus you on 
fulfilling a need in your company and determining first whether you have it in-house, which maybe you're overlooking. And then make sure that you properly identify the role and she'll follow through to make sure that the person in the role isn't confused or lost or you know losing morale. She's also a career coach and helps with marketing and has extensive experience there. If you're a small business, call her or a mid-sized business. She runs her own referral marketing network. If you're thinking of starting one, you can call her and she'll consult with you. Or you can try to join her network, which is Aridites. This is a very special person, delightful to talk to. Liz, thank you so much for appearing. Thanks so much, Jerry. I appreciate uh, being here and with you today. So thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.